Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? My name is Catherine. (laughs) My name is Haley. (laughs) And we're here to talk to you about scary things. All things scary. Nothing is off limits. Right. (laughs) I am your true crime expert, and I focus on everything true crime. And I am apparently the only one that likes horror in this relationship, so... (laughs) I like horror, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm the horror movie expert, and I... That's why I hire her. That's why I pay her the big bucks. Yeah, that's why you pay me the big bucks. (laughs) Pays me nothing, but it's fine. You get paid in love and support. (laughs) That's all the love and support I need. That's all the payment I need. I'm cheap. So, uh, Haley. So, Catherine. What got you into, like, true crime and spooky things? Trauma. Same. (laughs) I would say trauma. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Should we put our trigger warning at the beginning of the the Uh, podcast, or...? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. With us, you never know. <laughs> you never do know. Mm-mm. Especially since we're winging this. We are winging it, yeah. Um, so, today, I'm going to tell you guys a true crime story. Like a Ooh. real crime it's that real. had happened well, one time. True crime. <laughs> yeah, true yeah. crime. It's a definition. I'm, I'm, I am Merriam-Webster. <laughs> I am Merriam-Webster. <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, and next week, we're going to have Haley talk to you about a movie. I suck at planning things, so I have not really thought of a movie at the moment. <laughs> She'll so. think of it next time we record. <laughs> so are you ready to hear my story? My true crime story? The real story of a true crime? Always. Always. <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm always ready. Spill the truth tea. Your, your body is ready for this. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, Haley, I know you were, you're like six years younger than me, but we're going to take you into the past. Like before I was born? Like before you were born. Ooh. 1991, to oh, be wow. specific. My parents weren't even married yet. I was one years old, what? and you were not even thought of. No. My parents didn't even know each other existed. Wow. That's crazy. That's cray cray. <laughs> All right, 1991, let's go back and to I'm, the 90s. Right? When parents didn't watch their kids, Ooh. they just put them outside. Yep. And come home when the streetlights come on. Right. The 80s and the 90s. But this story changed everything. I'm going to tell you about J.C. Dugard. The kidnapping of J.C. Dugard. Okay. Have you ever heard of her? No, I have not. It's a doozy. It's a doozy? It's a doozy. Doozy Dugard. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I'm going to take you back to 1991. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Time machine. We're going to follow little JC, 11 years old, to the bus stop from her house. Okay. And she comes in contact with a car with a man and a woman in it. Stranger danger. Stranger danger, but mm-hmm. they didn't know about that back in the 90s. Well, I'm, surfi- I'm glad we survived. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the person in the car, his name was Philip Gradero and Nancy, his wife. Okay. Philip rolled down his window and little JC it's thought. On an automatic. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> Rolled it down like yeah. manually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and little JC thought that. They were asking for directions, so she walked up to the car, Mm-mm. and he shot her with a stun gun. She dropped to the ground, and Nancy pulled her into the back seat, and they drove off. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why I don't help people. Yeah, no. No, don't absolutely help not. anyone. Mm-mm. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Don't help people. That's our podcast <laughs> tagline. That's our motto. <laughs> don't help anyone. <laughs> so when she came back to... And she was being held down in the back seat of the car by Nancy. Okay. And she didn't know where she was. She didn't know where she was going. But all she could hear was um, Philip saying things like, I can't believe we got away with it. I can't believe we got away with it. And so they brought her back to their house. And they had this, like, in the backyard, there was, like, a second backyard that was, like, an encampment of sheds and, like, a soundproof shed and tents and so they suspicious already that's super suspicious but Mm -hmm. ain't nobody know about it neighbors like what the fuck oh we'll get to the neighbor oh (laughs) okay she was put into the soundproof room handcuffed behind her back Mm -hmm. this is a plot twist but like i'm gonna tell you guys the end she does survive this is a great survival story okay so a lot of the information i got was from an interview that was done after she came back Okay. She uh, said... Straight from the source. Straight from the person who experienced it. Anyway, she said that when he put her in the handcuffs, he said, they're fuzzy so they won't hurt. I'm, I'm kidnapping you, but yeah, I want to make sure you're comfortable. I want, like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Right. Weirdo. Um, but she described it as like the most horrible moment of your life times 10. Uh, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um. She told that she was also told that there was a dog outside that would attack her if she tried to s- escape, so she didn't. Was um, it, it was probably a chihuahua. <laughs> there was probably no dog actually. Uh, oh, no dog. Okay. <laughs> and then her beautiful, wonderful mother Terry, she searched for JC until she came back, a very long and hard search for a very long time, and she never gave up hope, which was very sweet. But that's a true mother. We'll go back to right. There. right? We'll take. We'll go back to that soundproof shed she's in now, though. Um, not with her mother. We're not with her mother. No. We're with mm-hmm. JC. Mm-hmm. Um, so JC is dependent on Philip for food and water and human interaction. She doesn't get any of that anymore. Um, and then a week later, he brought a milkshake in and said, "This is going to be a trigger warning for like sexual assault. Like, if you don't want to listen to it, let's just fast forward like thirty seconds." Um, but he brought a milkshake in and he said, this will be different this time. And then he raped her. Oh. And that happened like every day Mm. while she was with him for a very long time, Mm. which was sad. Uh, very sad. But he also, he also did this crazy stuff with her that was like, she said that 
he would call them runs, but he would like get messed out with her and like pretend that he's hearing voices in, in the walls and the ground and like try to make her hear, listen to the voices in the walls and the ground. Like it was bonkers. He was like, psycho. Like, psycho. Crazy. He was fucking psycho. Crazy. Crazy. Well, yeah, to kidnap. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she always had hope. Um, but when she was 13, she had her first child there in the in the Soundproof. backyard. Uh, she had her first child without any medical help. Ooh. There were complications with it even. And Philip and his wife watched, you know, childbirth videos to try to get her through it. Wow. Yeah, because you don't need years of schooling to, like, understand how that works. Right. You just need to, like, right. Google it real quick. You right. Know? And you hope that a 13-year-old will be able to have a child without, a, without right. any complications. She's only 13. Right. And then at 17, she had another child. So now we are 17 years old. She, she was taken when she was 11. Mm-hmm. Now she's 17, oh. two babies later. She really loves her daughters, though. Well, that's They're, like, the only thing that, like, got her through, probably. We're going to rewind a little bit. She's there with her daughters. We're going to push pause on that story. We're going to rewind all the way back to 1976. Oh, wow. And there's this girl. Her name's Katie Calloway. And she was abducted when Philip came up to her and asked for a ride to a gas station because his car broke down. He directed her to, like, a rental storage unit. Mm-hmm. And he did very bad things to her for like six hours until the police came. And the police knocked on the door and he went outside and he came back. He was rummaging through everything and he said, They want the receipt. And he goes, She goes, Who's out there? And he goes, It's the cops. You're not going to be bad, are you? And she was like, No, I won't be bad. And so he was looking for the receipt and she bolted out into the place. Because if it really was the cops, like, she was like, this is my only chance. Right. And so that's when Philip got arrested and he was sent to prison. And he was sent to prison for 50 years. Now, remember, this was 1976. 50 years later would be, like, now, right? Yeah. Now. But <clears throat> he got out in 11 years. Mm. 11 years. For what? Good behavior yeah he like convinced the parole board that he was good he convinced his therapist that he would not be a a danger to the society so master manipulator he's a master manipulator i mean how else do you get your wife to help you kidnap a child right keep in your backyard Mm -hmm. like he is a manipulator but yeah 11 years for torturing someone seems seems good yeah, that, Seems like he did yeah. his time. Plenty of That's time. That's plenty Jesus. of time when he was supposed to go for 50 years. Right. I bet that was so hard for him. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> but if he had never gotten out, like, if he... Uh, if he would have actually, like, served out his if he sentence. Served, yeah, yeah, this would have never happened. Right. Which is, like... So indirectly... Irritating. <laughs> yeah, that, that is... That's pretty frustrating. Right. Actually. <laughs> exactly. And... But, like, this happens countless of times. Like, people go to jail mm-hmm. for long times, but they don't stay there. And right. they get out for heinous crimes. It's because, yeah. disturbing. Anyway, <laughs> we're back with JC. Okay. Um, so, he was on parole when he had JC in his house. 
So people on parole, parole agents have to come to their house mm-hmm. and make sure they're doing fine. Right. Make sure they're not doing drugs, do drug tests, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Many parole agents came in contact with JC and her daughters while they were in his house. He is a registered sex offender. And they didn't think anything of it. And they said, who's the child? And he said, that's my brother's child. And they said, okay. Um, no. Parole <laughs> agents just not doing their job. Like, <laughs> like no, this no, no, no. whole that... thing did not have to go on as long as it did because of that fact. Yeah, they're just negligent. Like, if they would just ask questions or, like... Or gone into their backyard. Right. He, they never went to the backyard. Like, that's bonkers to me. Like, <laughs> I, I can't believe. But you just don't see anything. You don't think that's weird at all that a right. registered sex offender has, like, three children Right. In Random his house. kids in their house that, they, that you see occasionally. Like, yeah. At, sketchy. I'd be asking more questions and be like, oh, okay, like, what's their name? Like, how right. old are they? Like, or maybe, you know, you probably have the brother's contact information. Right, like, call the brother. Him. Yeah. Hey, do you have a daughter? No, I don't have any kids. Oh, there we go. Red right. flag. <laughs> you know, like, there's a reason that they have to come to the house and they just weren't doing the job that needed to be done. Yeah. And so it's really frustrating. The rest of the story is just really frustrating until the end. Um, so prepare to be frustrated. Okay. <laughs> Great. Right? <laughs> now, remember remember you mentioned, do the, does he even have neighbors? Yeah. I was yeah. Like, no questions asked? No questions asked? No. But there was a neighbor. Hmm. I don't know her name, but I'm going to say her name was Carol. Because whose neighbor's not named Carol? Carol. Carol. Okay. Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That was like so 2020. But anyway. <laughs> Carol, lovely Carol, mm. called the police one night saying, my neighbor has two girls in his backyard mm. and they live back there in tents. Oh, that's weird. And your neighbor's a registered sex offender and right. he's on parole? Yeah. Well, <laughs> why don't we go check that? Right. That sounds alarming. Sus. <laughs> Super <laughs> sus. Super sus. Police officer went and stood in his front yard and talked to Philip. And then left. Didn't go to the backyard. Again, didn't go to the backyard. Philip must have been able to manipulate him into thinking that all was good. He is manipulative and narcissistic. Like, he's all of the bad things rolled mm-hmm. into one person. <laughs> and he didn't, yeah, he didn't search any further than the front porch. Not even walking into the house. Right. Like, didn't request to see the kids or anything? Like, right. And it wasn't, it what the, the visit wasn't reported to his parole officer. Nothing. He came, he saw, he left. Philip, he left. Good old Philip. Good old Philip. <laughs> While JC was with him, she wasn't allowed to call herself JC. Uh-huh. He told her that she had to pick a new name. Right. And so Alyssa Milano, when she was a kid, was on a show that she watched in the mm-hmm. bunker. Um, <clears throat> so she went by Alyssa. Uh, Philip had a, like a card printing, like a business card printing or printing business mm-hmm. where people would order like flyers, business cards, yada, 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 print it out and send them off. So she was running his printing business 
she had contact with people who were in outside of the family by doing these printing orders for people. And she was just Alyssa, his, like, niece or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was crazy because she didn't... I mean, like, I'd understand being with him that long. Like, she said that she was more scared of what was unknown outside of the house that she right, was in. She was, yeah. And and where she was and it often happens with people who who are abused mm-hmm. they often stay because they don't know what's going to happen right. when they're not there it you can't blame her but like it's it's hard to wrap your mind that like in right. in that situation when you have access to a phone that you don't call your mom you don't call the police or right. you don't tell someone who calls you for an order hey i've been kidnapped like can you come like can you send help like but, like, I, you can't blame her for that. Right. I'd be, honestly, more scared of, like, the consequences. Right. If I'm especially, being honest, like... Especially if Philip was so good at, like, passing manip- things off. Yeah, like, manipulating people, like... If he found out... Yeah. That you tried to leave... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She always said she felt safer there than in the unknown. Which I understand. She's now 29. 11 to 29. That's 18 years. Wow. And Philip is going on this crazy, he's starting, he's basically starting his own religion. He is, he is saying that he can speak to angels and demons and that these people, you know, people need to know what he, what the angels and demons are saying and all of this stuff. And he is like a prophet or something. Like he has written out this whole book, like a manuscript or something like crazy stuff. And so he goes to UC Berkeley in California. He goes and he talks to the campus police and says, hey, I want to have a, a kind of like a demonstration here of, like, and, and talk about my religion to these, these people because these students really need to know. Yeah, they really need to, really need to know. know. <laughs> um, and so the perfect and wonderful two campus cops that spoke to him mm-hmm. Their names are Lisa Campbell and Allison Jacobs. And they took him into a room and they got like his information and they said, wait here, we'll be right back. And he was with two young girls, two young girls. So the daughters. Right. And he said, these are my daughters. And they were like, okay. And they called him dad. Like there was no reason for them to expect, suspect that they weren't the daughters, but, um, He was kind of crazy. He was sounding crazy with the way that he was talking. So Mm -hmm. they took his name and they ran it through like the police stuff and they found out he was a sex offender and all of this stuff. And so now the fact that he had two young girls with him. It's raising questions. Raising questions. And these two campus cops like actually did the things you're supposed to do when things are, when questions are raised. Right. About people who are sex offenders or whatever, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They listened to him ramble on about his religion stuff. And when he left, they reported it to his parole officer. Um, and they called Philip in. And so Philip came in. And this time he was with JC. Which was bonkers. Why would he have even brought JC? Right. Like, <laughs> JC is the one who could, who could ruin it all for him. If, if, he was, if she was at a police station with police officers away from Philip. Right. So, like, the, the girls actually might not have known anything was wrong because that's all they've ever known. Right. The daughters. But JC knows different. 
she it's been 18 years but she knows like right. there's another life out there that she had before he was brought in for questioning and jc uh was also questioned separate from him and uh after hours of questioning him he finally confessed jc oh, confessed yeah jc didn't even confess she was like my name's Alyssa. like he's my he's my dad like all this stuff like she was she was going along with the story as long as he was mm-hmm. and he confessed and so they confirmed with JC. So they went to JC. They sat her down and they were like, are you, are you, were you kidnapped? And she was like, uh, no, my name's Alyssa. And like, I blah, blah, blah. So they were like, they were like, we think you've been, you've been kidnapped. kidnapped. Yeah. They're like, are you sure? Like, is your name really Alyssa? And she goes, no. And they go, what's your name? And she goes, I can't say it. I haven't said it for 18 years. And so they gave her a pen and paper and she wrote down JC Dugard and her birthday and her mom's name on a piece of paper. And they gave it back to her. So they, her mom got to come meet, see her. Her mom never lost hope. She put up flyers, she put up everything. She kept her face in the picture, in the in like the news and stuff. Her mom never lost hope. Like. They even did those, uh, like, age, like, for, they, like they, time lapse kind of yeah, thing. Like yeah, like, they made her look older to see, like... What she would look like now. Yeah, hopefully that might jog people. Uh, but she was, she was 29 years old when she left, and her daughter were 15 and 11, which is pretty bonkers. That, right. like, one of her daughters was how old she was when she got kidnapped. Like... That's, yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> Philip and his wife, Nancy, were both sent to prison. Um, I don't know exactly how long Nancy was sent to prison for. I couldn't find that information. Uh, But Philip was sent to prison for 431 years at the age of 60. Oh, yeah. He's definitely... Yeah. He's not going to get out of this one that easily. No, I don't think so. And so he's still in jail now. He's still alive. Unfortunately. Bad. (laughs) Um, and JC received a $20 million settlement from the state of California. Haley, why do you think she sent, got that money? Oh my God. Is it because the state of California is fucking stupid? Yeah. And their parole officers, the parole, like, like everyone just didn't do their job. Right. And she could have been out of there way sooner. She deserved at least 20 million for 18 at years. At least. It's like oh, a little over a million per year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, that's crazy. I would say maybe more. <laughs> um, so JC, she wrote a memoir called A Stolen Life, and it's very graphic. Like, she describes a lot of it in right. graphic detail because mm-hmm. she wants to be able to help other victims of sexual assault, which is, she's, like, the perfect person. And she like, sounds like it, yeah. She She's wonderful, and she... In her interview, like her first interview after she came back was about a year later. Mm-hmm. And she was like so hopeful. And she goes, I, I just can, I could never lose hope because I was still alive. I was at least alive. So I still had hope. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, the most minor inconvenience for me 
And I'm just and like, I'm die. done. Yeah. I'm so done. Like, I'm just done with everything. Yeah. I need her strength and inspiration. Seriously. And so she said, she, she said in the interview, she goes, it's better to laugh and cry instead of just cry. Which is like such a positive outlook. That like I need to get that put on my wall. Seriously, <laughs> like get a live, laugh, love out of here, like <laughs> right. <laughs> With her charitable heart, she started a foundation called JC J A Y C. Mm-hmm. Um, the JC Foundation, and it's to help families with reunification after uh, like trauma, um, being gone for eighteen years and being back, brought back to her mom. That would be reunification with her right. family. And so her nonprofit has safe space for victims. They have workshops for caregivers and they also have law enforcement workshops that cops can go to, to like learn more about how to get more educated. Yeah. Get more educated. So this kind of stuff, the right questions. Yeah. So this kind of stuff like doesn't happen again. Right. To like (laughs) think a little bit more. (laughs) Um, And she also focuses on animal assisted therapy and she's committed to helping others. Um, and the last thing that she said was so sweet. And she was like, when I, I do have feelings that come up about the situation, like anger and stuff. Right, obviously. Because, because the interviewer said, how are you so positive? And she goes, I obviously have feelings that, you know, right, of anger about yeah. what happened. But like, I acknowledge those feelings and I move on. And I'm like... <laughs> You acknowledge those feelings? Like, I'd be pissed for eternity if right. that kind of shit happened. I don't... I mean, that's all I could think of. Like, in my mindset, I'd be pissed for eternity. Honestly. I'd have so much hate in my... Like, inside my heart right. for this man. I already do. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I already happen for dislike me. this man. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's the story of J.C. Dugard. The survival story of J.C. Dugard. I was going to say, the survival story... I am a big sucker for, like, I survived or, like, yeah, you know. The, the under, I know you're a big sucker for underdog stories. I love underdogs. I know. And I love survival stories. So, like, I had to make the first story a story where no one actually died. Right. Oh, well, only going downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the next story, I can't promise no murder, but. Right. Ugh. <laughs> well, there's definitely murder and to murder talk, at least in mine, because that's what happens in horror movies. You know, sometimes it's just spooky. Sometimes mm, no one dies. It could be spooky. No, there'll probably be blood for yeah, sure. The, you oh, yeah. love gore. <laughs> I know, I'm a gore whore. Ew. As I like to say. And you hate that. I know. I know you hate that. Uh, I I just can't stand it when you When I say that? When you say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw it on like a like a t shirt or a meme or something and I said me. i was like i've never been able to describe myself so well yikes so you think that whore is the word to describe you (laughs) Uh, for gore yes (laughs) you're a whore for gore yes i'm a slut for chips and salsa so it's okay yeah yeah i know i know that's me with queso it's a little more wholesome than gore but Yeah, that's like the true love story, the chips and salsa. Mine's just fucked up. <laughs> chips and salsa will never leave you, and neither were gore movies. 
I mean, they do end, though. I mean, they do eventually end. Then you have to actually, like, find one that's good. Oof. And not, like, some cheap, like, Ooh, are we gonna... CGI blood. <laughs> are we going to watch, like, B-rated movies or, like, C-rated movies? Oh, yeah. F-rated movies? Oh, d- F? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a rating? No, but... Okay. I mean, some of them probably deserve an F. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I got a lot of Fs when I was in school. I remember getting my first F in, like, like I think, ge- not geometry, but like, it was, like, a math subject, and I thought it was the end of the world, because <laughs> as a previous, like, southern Christian girl... <laughs> <laughs> the southern bell. The southern bell. <laughs> uh, grades were very, like, you have to get all A's, like, you have to, or... You will fail at life. Like, yeah, it was. I failed a lot of my classes in high school. Like, I had to retake ninth grade English like twice. I was always surprisingly good at English. Like, I hated it, but I was always really good at writing. I was great at English. I just hated my school. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I was I... gonna say you're really good with words and everything. So, so I was. Yeah, rewind it to listen to me say like and um like 45 times in, in that story. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Everybody does that. Eh. Okay. It's called editing. Oh. Yeah. You can turn that 40 into like five. Oh my gosh, guys. If you didn't hear very many likes and ums, it's because I got real good at editing. <laughs> real Pr- good. Pristine <laughs> editing. <laughs> but I mean, it'll... Content, man. Content, baby. (laughs) Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. (laughs) Oh, do you remember when that Tide Pod thing? Fucking, what is it, Gen Z? Yeah, when they ate Tide Pods? Yeah. You're kind of close to Gen Z. Mm. You're a millennial. Eh. 96, baby. Oh, that's Mm. like barely a millennial. I'm just above average, like, my whole life. never been above average my entire life except for in weight (laughs) oh no same (laughs) oh god oh and height and height yeah you was a tall beach i'm a tall beach (laughs) Mm -hmm. i always was the the tall one in high in like school yeah i'm five seven but like i was always like Oh, can you grab this for me? Can you grab the, and how's the weather up there? And I'm like, and now I look at it and I'm like, I'm 5'7". That's average. Right. Imagine being 5'10 in high school. 5'11. Mm. Just like towering over everyone in school. <laughs> Just be like, I will crush you. <laughs> Do not talk shit to me. <laughs> Maybe that's why people I mean, talk to I'd me. I'd be scared of you. Oh my gosh. I'd be like. I'm just having a realization. Maybe people were scared of me. Yeah. That's some power. That's oh. power right there. Every, oh. Everything just completely changed. Like, your whole growing up. Like, you're just like, oh, they were I thought they me. were making fun of me, but maybe they were actually, like, terrified. Maybe. They were probably making fun of me, too, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Trauma. Trauma. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, trauma. Oh, God. Yikes. We all but, got issues. Yeah, we we, we got oh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> you got them too. <laughs> what if oh, there's no singing in this podcast? No, absolutely not. 
that was the first and last, if it made it into the cut, the first and last time, time we've ever, ever going to sing. We apologize. Also, that's probably a lie. We will sing. <laughs> it's just going to be very bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. Well. Well. Um, <laughs> How did you want to end the podcast, Haley? I don't know. If we, this is going to be like our spooky, spooky, may give you nightmares kind of thing, right? Yeah. We can be like, see you in your dreams, but see you in your nightmares. Little Maybe. podcast babies? Little 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 podcast, podcast little babies? podcast baby. This is our first podcast baby. This is. So and we like spooky and so, we're babes, like everybody else listening to this podcast. Right. So there are spooky babes. <sighs> spooky babes, as you lay your head to sleep tonight and you you watch your office or friends. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever sitcom or, that gets you to sleepy mode. Or those true crime documentaries that put you to sleep at night. Right. Because or, of the ASMR. Or this, or this very podcast. Or this very podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. but <laughs> Probably not. I mean, spooky babes. We'll see you in your nightmares. nightmares. <laughs>